0: or go to
1: anchor.fm to get started. Hello there and welcome to the Cultivating Herspace Podcast, live Her Space Chat on Spotify Green Room. I'm Terry Lomax, a speaker, author, brand strategist, and one half of the Cultivating Herspace Podcast, which has new episodes every single Friday and bonus video content for each episode on Patreon every Thursday night. You can find us on most platforms where podcasts are played. And if you listen on Spotify, you can get our exclusive after show in-app every week. Now, if you'd like to start your own podcast, you can visit podcastwithTerry.com and join me for my free podcasting masterclass. If you are tuning in live, welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Be sure to click the area below, ask to speak and drop a heart in the discussion tab if you're ready for the conversation. And if you're catching the replay. Don't be shy. Join us every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Spotify Green Room. And you can chat with us live. All right, Dr. Dom, let's dive into our quote of the day.
0: All right. So hello, hello, everyone. I am Dr. Dom, the other half of Cultivating Her Space podcast. I am a licensed psychologist, podcaster and college professor. I have a private practice for those of you who are living in the state of California and are interested in beginning your therapy journey. Please feel free to visit me at drdominiquebroussard.com and we can have a 15-minute free consultation to see if this therapy journey with me is right for you. All right. So, Let's get started with our quote of the day. It comes from Steve Jobs. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. All right, team. So as we think about finding purpose in your odd job, I have to say, to be perfectly honest, that first part of our quote of the day, I don't agree with that sentence.
1: Mm.
0: So the only way to do great work is to love what you do. I don't think that's true. Personally, I think that particularly for folks who are recovering perfectionists, or generally type A, I think that you can still do great work, even if you don't love it, right? People pleasers also, like all of those folks, right? Like there's a whole list of folks. And I think at some point in my life, I have fit into all of those categories of, because of those qualities, those personality characteristics, you can do great work, even if you don't love it.
1: I was going to ask you, Dom, would you know somebody like that? Would you know a, a recovering perfectionist <laughs> or a recovering people pleaser? Would you know somebody like that? Because you were describing both of us, I already know, right, or at least a former right. version of us that we are that we are working through. <laughs> um, but yes. I'm with you. I think you made a really good point. I agree with you. There's definitely. I can think back to jobs that I did not necessarily. Um, love. And because of the standards that I had, the personal standards, I did well. I did great work because I'm like, this has my name on it. I want it to look good. And speaking of jobs, I am curious to know what are some of the odd jobs that you remember having just in life in general? We know today you are a successful businesswoman and a psychologist and a counselor and all these amazing things. But what where did this start? Where did this journey start, Dr. Down?
0: All right, so let's let's just keep it all the way hundred. <laughs> keep, right, keep it a hundred. I'm just keep it a hundred. So, I my very first official like on the books paid government job where I had to start paying taxes. Um, that official that first official job was at Baskin Robbins. Okay, and what I remember about working at Baskin Robbins is that my siblings teased me because their first jobs most of them their first job was at mcdonalds right and they felt like my job at baskin robbins was easy
1: oh i thought you were going to say bougie
0: <laughs> i mean yes probably that too <laughs> <Yes>. okay <laughs> probably a bit of that too yeah but and i and technically i you know when i look back on it it was fairly easy mm-hmm. right you know customers come in and they you know you scoop up some ice cream and we had thirty one flavors and you had to know a little bit about all the thirty one flavors and so for a high schooler though, I feel like that's a that was a pretty good first uh first yeah. job right like it's i don't know it just felt like it was something that was easy to do, and granted, I think why my siblings teased me was because the money wasn't as. Much as what they were doing, like they didn't. I worked less, much less hours than they worked at McDonald's, right? Okay, so for me, like the like my shift on you know would be maybe four hours where they were probably working seven or eight hours or whatever the max the law allowed for minors to be employed at the time, right? So I mean, but I enjoyed it. And I'll talk about the lessons that I learned from that in a little bit. But I want to hear about your first job.
1: Okay, now, So before I tell you about the first job, I'm just going to say I have ha- had an entrepreneurial spirit for a long time. And so when I think about just getting money in general, I feel like being a Girl Scout when I was younger and selling Girl Scout cookies, that was like one thing. I used to always try to find stuff that I could do like clean people's houses, or I have always been pretty decent at like massaging. So I'd be that person in the family that's like, I'll give you a foot rub or a back rub to the, you know, the old folks love massages. And if you pay me this, like I'll, you know what I mean? Like I'll, um, yeah, I'll do this. So those were the kind of things that I did prior. Now you're going to probably think I'm a little bougie because this first job is an internship that I got when I was about 15 or 16, but it was because my grandfather had connections in Philly. And the first job that I had, like the first official job, was in Councilwoman Donna Reed Miller's office in Philly. And it was a summer internship. And it was it was really cool. It was a nice experience. I didn't really do a whole lot of work, but it was great to put on my resume. And I was really big on like what am I gonna put on my resume so I can make it look good for college. But my first job in high school, like where I actually had to do work study was at Jet Rock Bar and Grill in Terminal F at the Philadelphia Airport. And that job was so awesome because it was just fun because it was like I was 17, I was making money, I used to get tips. But girl, I also done met a couple um, celebrities up in there because, you know, the airport, they always have celebrities Ooh. coming through. Let me tell you who I done met, girl. Ooh, who did you meet? I met Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan came through the airport where her TV. What? Yes. Shaka Khan, Vicky Winans.
0: Yes. She came
1: through. I actually still have the card that she gave me when she came through. But girl, let me tell you how John Stamos came up into the work to my job, girl. And I, I remember seeing him. He is so he is so handsome in person too. Like, oh, I bet he was just so he was so attractive. And I remember being like, "You're that guy." and He was like, "Yeah, I am," and he signed my receipt. <laughs> I was that like, "That's that Uncle. Guy. What was it, Uncle Jesse on Full House?" Uncle right? Jesse. Yes. So yeah, girl that that is my first like the real job. Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay. <laughs> I I mean your job experiences definitely are like way more interesting and entertaining than mine. Um so what were some of the the lessons that you learned from from those jobs? I could imagine working in politics that was you could probably you know, you were probably a fly on the wall for a lot of interesting things or able to observe a lot of things. And so what were some of the lessons that you learned from those
1: first jobs? That's a really good question, Dom. And let me just say, if I could go back in time and work at Baskin Robbins, I sure would have because I love me some Baskin Robbins. I would have worked you. at McDonald's, too. Like that's, that ice cream I, was so good. It's oh, I, I, just totally what good. I just know it was. I just know it was. 31 flavors. Um, yes. You know what? I think working at City Hall for me, that just gave me I I was a business major in high school. So for me, being business minded, I just felt a sense of pride, like going to City Hall every day. My grandmother also worked in City Hall. So I just I feel like it brought out a certain level of maturity in me. I was very mindful of like the way that I dressed. I was like, oh, I I got a big girl job. I get to dress up a little bit and go into these meetings. And so I think it just it it gave me a sense of self-worth, I guess you could say. I don't think it's always good to tie your work to a job, but I think at that young age, there was a sense of pride that was instilled in me in the work that I did and being in that environment. Also seeing these black professionals in yes. that setting, you know, and seeing how things were run in the office. I think it just gave me a great appreciation to work around people that look like me as well and to see them. In positions of power, you know, so those, I wouldn't say they're necessarily skills, but it gave me a lot of self-esteem and confidence about what's possible. As far as Jet Rock Bar and Grill, the thing that I learned there was, I mean, it was very fast paced. You know, you got a busy, a long line. So I think customer service was something that I learned. I think also being able to build um, a positive rapport with my colleagues. Like you always want to make sure when you're serving, like you are in good with the cook so that the meals can come up. Quickly, so that you can get your tips and you can serve your customers well. So, I think just knowing the menu, knowing how to communicate with people, knowing how to serve, I think those were all some of the skills that I learned there. Yeah.
0: I think those are great skills, right? Because, well, I don't want to speak for you, but I think about how some of those skills transferred over to what you do now and what you've done along the way. So, I'll let you speak to that, but I'll come back and yeah. talk about the my work at Baskin Robbins and some of the skills that I learned there. Right. So, I mean, you're working when you're working in the food industry, like you mentioned, it's like a, a lot of customer service, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And really trying to figure out how can you please the customer who comes in,
1: right? Exactly.
0: And, you know, folks may say, oh, working at an ice cream store like that should be pretty easy in terms of managing customer service, but not necessarily when like I think about because the other piece of working at Baskin Robbins is they make these delicious ice cream cakes. And with the ice cream cakes, you know, if someone came in and placed an order for a specially made cake. Then chances are that's because that's what they specifically wanted, right? They wanted that particular cake flavor with that particular ice cream flavor, and it means something to to them or the person that they're giving it to and so if you are not delivering that right, like if you're not giving them the deliverable that they asked for in the time frame that they asked in the manner in which they want it then you're doing them a disservice, right? And then you have to manage their response. Mm-hmm. And so at, at 17, 18 years old, I'm learning how to listen to what people are saying that they want and making sure that we are able to deliver on what it is they say that they want. And even when you're working in, even when we're a customer's coming in and they want a three scoop sunday and this is bringing back memories now as i'm like tell, talking about the products <laughs> um right you right. know they want they want a three scoop sunday like if you're working in there with another um you have another employee with you and there's multiple customers in there you have to be able to tune out the what's being said around you enough to be able to hear what the customer in front of you wants but not so much that you have you are losing your environmental awareness right because if you're so focused on the customer in front of you and you aren't paying attention to now you have 10 customers that are in this small store and they're all waiting you have to pay attention to okay wait i can't spend as much time with this one customer when I see that there are 10 other folks waiting and I know that they want, they're ready for their ice cream, right?
1: Yes, so that's a good point. It's, a,
0: it's about time management. It's about task management. Mm-hmm. So you're learning all of these skills in what it may initially seem as a quote unquote easy job.
1: That is a really good point. You didn't, you didn't already listed some amazing transferable skills. I was thinking about that too. Like, you know, sometimes when someone comes into order and they're like, like me, how I'm sometimes we're just like, I don't know what I want, and they're like, oh, damn, you done stood in my line with all these people behind you, and you don't know what you want <laughs> yeah. and now. You have to try to taxfully usher them into something that they might like, but still be mindful of the other people online. So, so many great skills. Like one of the things that I've learned in having all these jobs, I've had so many odd jobs in my life. I've learned one that if I'm in this job, like I'm going to do the best that I can do no matter what role I have in life, like I'll give you an example. I had my master's degree, and I left a job that was a very bad experience, and I remember working at a shuttle place it was called Bay Runner Shuttle in Salisbury, Maryland, and so I'm helping people book shuttles for the airport, sometimes having to go on rides, orchestrating the calendar and even though I was working with high school and college students and I had a master's degree, I showed up and I was like, i'm going to do the best that I can do because one, I'm developing myself as far as my customer service skills, my time management, working with other people. And why, why, show, if you have to do the job, why show up and be crusty and, and think about it? Like, if you got to be there anyway, you might as well make the most out of it. Right. So exactly. Yeah. There's so much that, value in transferable skills for sure.
0: Exactly. Like that, and as you were saying that thinking about jobs that you're taking, like kind of like those in the meantime jobs, mm-hmm. right? Like I think about for me in college, I worked at a boutique hotel in the French Quarter in New Orleans. And it was, you know, and, and I think the thing is, as I'm reflecting on this, like I, I picked jobs that would allow me the flexibility to still be able to focus on school. Mm-hmm. So I know that like, I could have worked at like a Marriott or a Hilton or one of the bigger brands, right. but working at those places would not have given me the time to also be able to work on, focus on school. So the mm-hmm. boutique hotel that I worked at, I remember the general manager who hired me. One of the things that he, he said, the reason that he hired me was because I was in school. Okay. And he knew for him, he knew that he like, that he didn't want to see me in this position for the rest of my life, right? Wow. He wanted to make sure that I took this job, that I focused on school, got the skills that I needed, and kept moving and growing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, now, in all honesty, I'll say the shift that I worked was one that, because it was a smaller hotel, it allowed me the flexibility to do homework when things were quiet. Right. And so, And because the manager was supportive of me being in school, I had some flexibility in if I needed to take off because I had a school related thing, he would support that. Right. But I think the thing. So I learned like that immediate piece of like, it's important to have good managers, good support around you. Right, so even though that's not necessarily a skill, that was something that I learned. A piece yes. that I learned about what do I need when I move into the next job? Right. Yes. Like how important it is to have a manager who is supported or supervise whoever's above you mm-hmm. to be supportive of you and what your dreams and goals are
1: you learned a valuable life lesson that some people don't learn until they get into corporate or get into other positions because right. your manager really makes your your job. Like if you go into an amazing job, you get money, it's like, oh, everything's great here, but you have a sucking manager that doesn't support you. It really ruins the whole experience. So I think you learned a valuable life lesson that can stick with us you know, forever. I will say, I think that making your job work for you is so key. I remember when I was working at Astana and I was able to, I worked there for four years and I was able to grow in in the company. And I had a chance because it was my job. I had a chance to, and they were so small. I had a chance to test out different aspects of myself, but also different roles within the company. And I remember when I left the company um, last year, I remember thinking about all that I had done there. And I was like, wait, I was doing all this for this company. I can do that same thing for my business. I was consulting and managing a book of 50, some five uh, Fortune 500 companies like IBM and Facebook. I'm like, I could do my own consulting business and do that. So I think we have to also understand that What you do in your day job, of course, if there's no conflict of interest and you're not, you know, sending information. You gotta think about about those things. Yeah, don't do no illegal shit, y'all. But like whatever it is that you're doing at your company, you can also do that for yourself. So don't ever get so caught up in the role that you have in the job that you think, oh, I can only do it within these four walls or within this Zoom screen or whatever wherever you might be working. But like realize you can do it for yourself as well.
0: I would also say too, to add to that, is that even if it's something that you don't really want to do but you know it's you're in the meantime you still show up as your fullest self because you never know who will come through those doors, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, virtual, physical, whatever. Exactly. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the people that you may come in contact with, you never know how those people may be useful, helpful, influential to you down the line, right? Like I think about some of the folks that came through the hotel, right? Like it was like sports team owners, Mm -hmm. uh, winery and vineyard owners, like people that were doing, you know, that had businesses and were doing things, right? Had network that you could be connected to, you know? And, And so like, I even remember, as I was leaving that job because I was graduating and moving to Georgia for graduate school, I remember them telling me, you know, the administration there telling me that if I wanted to get another hotel job when I moved to Georgia to let them know, and they would make sure, you know, even though it wasn't a big chain hotel because they because of the industry, they knew folks, right? And they knew the quality of my work, even though I knew like working in the hotel was not my my career. Right. They knew the quality of my work and they were going to be willing to help me get connected in my on my next stop in my journey.
1: So powerful. So what you're doing today can actually be used in your dream dream job down the line. So. Keep hustling.
0: All right. So thank you all for listening to us today, joining us in the green room. Know that you can find us here every Friday, 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, 4.30 p.m. Easter time. We will see you next week.